Gradebook, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek, and today I have our new education reporter in Tallahassee, Emily Mahoney, and she'll be joining me to talk about the latest going on in the state capitol. So I want to welcome you, Emily Mahoney, our newest reporter in Tallahassee covering education. Um, welcome to the Times and welcome to the Gradebook. Thanks so much, Jeff. Glad to be here. Well, we're really glad to have you here, and I want to say that rather than me sort of going off and starting to ask all the questions, I want to let you and your totally new and fresh perspective start us off. What are you seeing in Tallahassee right now with regard to education that is catching your interest and that seems important to you? Well, it, it it's certainly been interesting. Their education, as always, has been a really hot topic up here, and there's been movement every single day especially recently. But one thing that really caught my eye recently was um, kind of this new direction that we've been seeing um, the school choice movement and debate kind of take shape. Um, I was at um, the House Education Committee recently when the ranking Democratic member, Chevron Jones, said, look, I think we've moved past the the district schools versus school choice debate. And that's a paraphrase, but I was kind of surprised by that. And I hadn't really heard that before in what I've, what I know about Florida. Um, And we've seen that sentiment shared by others. There was a proposal in the Florida constitution revision commission, which um, for those who don't know, makes recommendations to actually change the Florida constitution. Um, There was a proposal there that would expand um, how it would basically lift some of the um, governmental uh, restrictions from district schools so that they can off, um, operate with more autonomy, more similar to the way charter schools operate. And this is all in an effort to kind of accept the tide of school choice and allow district schools to innovate more is what, what I've heard a lot of people say and to uh, quote-unquote, level the playing field is the cliche that I keep hearing. So I think that's an interesting turn. Not everyone is on board. Um, the districts, some some of which are on board, and I think um, it's something that we'll be hearing more of. Well, I know in the past we've had conversations here in Florida about charter school districts, charter schools, where they fit in, do they have to be innovative and different, and, and are they really and truly public schools? I, I can only imagine that the fight is going to start over if we don't need all these restrictions, why do you have to jump over hurdles and go through hoops just for districts to get what charter schools already have? And how much money is going to be spent that doesn't need to be spent because we're duplicating services? Have they brought that up at all? Well, there has been a question of, there, and this this did come up on the Constitution Revision Commission, that there is only so much money. There's only one pot of money. And Uh, This came up in the question of authorizing new charter schools because there was a proposal before the CRC that would allow the state to authorize um, new charter schools being erected uh, rather than that be under under the discretion of local district school boards. And 
the question was brought up was that there is only one pot of money. So what happens when we have so many schools and we have too many schools and only so much money and only so many qualified teachers to go around? And um, when we are talking about school choice and all these alternative learning methods and all private schools and public schools and charter schools, I think that that is in the back of people's minds. It's certainly a question that I've had listening to all of this, just how many schools can we have before, um, you know, the the idea of offering school choice is there, but our resources as a state are spread so thin. That was really interesting conversation. I know that Nicole Washington, who is from Miami Beach, and she sits on the FAMU Board of Trustees, she brought up that issue specifically and was, was echoed to a large extent by the State Board of Education Chairman Marva Johnson, who chairs that committee. And what's interesting about them bringing it up bringing it up is that they are appointed by our leaders, the governor or the house speaker, people who generally speaking have been pushing and pushing for more choices and more vouchers and more programs like that. So to hear even some pushback or some concerns raised from those people made it particularly poignant, I thought. Mm-hmm, definitely. So now we have other programs still being promoted, though, right? And House Bill 7055 was that big bill that became bigger, started at 109 pages, close to 200 now, and is just sailing through. What are you seeing and hearing on that and how important it is becoming in the debate? Well, it, it is everything. 7055 is the debate when it comes to education. Um, the House Education Committee didn't even meet today. Um, so I, I think this really is a culmination of everything that the House wants to see in education this year. Uh, and it, it, like you said, it, it has only gotten bigger and it now combines um, some a number of different controversial issues all into one big package. Um, for example, it includes the... Um, Hope scholarships that are a huge priority of House Speaker Richard Corcoran, uh, which provide essentially vouchers for students who are bullied uh, to go to a different school, including um, a private school if they are bullied and the claim is substantiated. It includes a really controversial uh, measure that would impose membership requirements on teachers unions, essentially saying that if a teachers union doesn't represent at least 50 percent of the teachers who are eligible to be represented, by that, so if at least fifty percent of the teachers aren't paying dues, essentially, um, then without an appeal, that teachers' union could be decertified. Um, and then there's just a long laundry list. You know, just as well as I, Jeff, that there's um, computerized testing requirements in there and um, creating a Medal of Honor Day at school. And so this just is a monster of a bill. And from the Democratic perspective, it's something that they are willing. They've said. They're willing to trade other legislative priorities in their budget to stop this. This is a huge priority for them to stop, but it includes, like I said, a major priority for the House Speaker. So is a huge priority for Republicans to make this happen. And now we've seen some early reports that uh, the Speaker has tied some measures in the state budget to the passage of 7055, meaning that district schools might not get funded unless 7055 passes. So this is, it's really ramping up. It will be on the House floor next week. And I've heard from from people in the hallway that it's going to be, there's going to be fireworks. So I'm really interested to see what happens. Well, I know how important that bill is to House leadership. And we did see that budget line in there. It basically said, 
in order for these financial pieces to go through in, in the budget, 7055 has to be passed. So if that's the case, I saw that Chef Jones put in, and he's a Democratic ranking member on education, as you pointed out, he put in some amendments and then withdrew them trying to get some of his priorities actually into that bill. Did you hear him explain why he was not pushing forward those amendments? Because I know those are things maybe he wanted to add in and say like, well, you get yours, let's get some of ours too. Right. I'm not sure exactly all of the deal making that's going on right now. I uh, Representative Jones did tell me um, that he was planning on meeting with um, Representative Mike Baleka, who is the committee chair for House Education, um, about taking out the union provision. I know he, he mentioned that was something he was going to try to bargain for. That did not happen. Um, that that provision was still in there when appropriations voted on it. And um, I know that he he mentioned during the appropriations meeting that um, there was a provision related to the reading scholarship that would have allowed parents whose uh, students were underperforming in reading who would then receive a scholarship for outside tutoring and things like that. Um, it used to allow parents to put that into a college savings account and Representative Jones mentioned that he successfully negotiated that out because he disagreed with the premise behind that. But as far as I know, that's the only Democratic victory I've seen on this in terms of them getting something taken out that they didn't like. Um, I know that there's lots of stuff happening behind the scenes, but so far it seems like the Republicans are pretty much getting their way on this. The interesting side of this, and you weren't here last year, was this sounds a lot like House Bill 7069, which is being challenged in court by school boards, which only passed by the narrowest of margins in the Senate and and happened in the last days of the legislative session. This time, it seems like they're doing it early and trying to even prove that we've heard this one, we've heard that one, and we're just rolling it all together. But we haven't heard from the Senate yet. And last year, the Senate got rolled, basically. And, and I did speak to Senator Huckel, who is the chairman of Senate education. And while she wouldn't speculate much, she just said, it's early in the process. We have five weeks left. And she really likes the Senate version of the budget. So I wonder, have you heard anything from other senators or from people on that side, whether they're going to just let the House have its way? You know what? I haven't been hearing too much about it. It, um, I do know that the Senate does have its own kind of education package bill that, of course, they have to pass on their side, um, which is sponsored by Senator Pasadomo. But it, it is vastly different, and it doesn't include much of the things that the House bill includes. And um, to be honest, that's probably by design so that they have leverage to, to – um, to bargain for this in conference when the two different um, bills have to be negotiated together. But that's just speculation. I mean, there's lots of chips on the table. There's also um, funding for higher education. That's a big bargaining chip uh, that I know uh, the House and the Senate really disagree on. So this is just one piece in play um, that we'll, we'll see kind of come into the horse trading that happens at the end of session. And we also have to remember there's still a lawsuit out there that challenges the the legislature's ability to lump tons of items together on one, on one bill because they call it log rolling. And in the state constitution, it, it basically prohibits that. It's been ruled against before. And, and if it gets ruled against again here now, it could throw everything into disarray. We, but that lawsuit is 
not moving fast enough to stop the legislature right now. So just something to keep in the back of our minds for the, for the future. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. We've heard a lot of criticism from Democrats and from advocates who speak during committee hearings about the fact that this is a, a train bill or an omnibus bill and that it, it, it does kind of promote a take it or leave it strategy. Yeah, because if you like one item and you don't like the rest, what are you going to do and how are you going to vote? Vote no on the really nice thing like Medal of Honor? Who wants to say that they're anti-American and won't support that? But when it's got more vouchers, who wants to say that they do support that? Some do, some don't. Right, right. And there is um, an interesting um, measure that would add accountability measures to private schools receiving public funds through things like vouchers. And that's something that the Democrats have been asking for for um, a while now. And so uh, Representative Jones was telling me that, you know, I'm happy that's in there and I wish I could vote for that separately. But because they lumped it into all of this, I'm going to have to vote against all of it. So... I, I, it does seem like a strategy. As they say from the floor quite often, Emily, welcome to the Florida legislature. <laughs> yes. Are, are there other items that you are seeing or, or, or predicting might come out and, and be uh, something that we should pay attention to that people are really talking about right now? Or, or is this just taking all the other breath out of the room? Yeah, this certainly seems to be sucking a lot of oxygen from everything else. Um, I, I did write a story about the specific provision having to do with teachers unions that was tucked into this bill. Um, that provision was originally part of a different House Bill 25, which passed on the House floor um, to to their credit. It, it did go through the entire legislative process and it passed on the House floor, but it was included in this huge bill and teachers unions are kind of sounding the alarm about it. I'll, several of them have told me that their memberships are close to the 50% um, requirement so that they're not sure that they would be recertified. And it's definitely causing a lot of kind of panic in those communities about the fact that this this specific rule is now tied up in this huge bargaining chip. And it, it stands a good chance of making it to the finish line. So um, definitely a lot, a lot going on there. And I think that'll be in print on Friday. Yeah, I know the teachers are nervous because last year they had another similar item where the legislature was looking to stop school districts from offering job guarantees to teachers on annual contracts who then got strong teacher evaluations to guarantee them an extra year. And that got killed in the Senate, but then it got revived in the House and pushed through in their big House Bill 7069. And so I know that the the teachers unions are very nervous to see something like this happening again that could very much hurt their chances to continue, in their view anyway. And they're singled out now as opposed to being part of a larger union drive that included everybody except for law enforcement, basically, right? Right, right. House Bill 25 included all unions except for police and fire. And now the new provision in 7055 would only apply to teachers unions. And and that's another thing that I've really noticed here that's different from other states where I've where I've covered uh, the legislature sometimes. And um, I've just I've noticed and I think that this is probably a product of both 7069 and the larger debate um, over school choice that's been going on in Florida for quite some time is that there's just a really a really great amount of distrust between teachers unions and between kind of public school, some public school entities and the state legislature. Um, 
because teachers unions have told me that they, you know, and this was on the record, they were talking to a reporter and they said that they felt that this union aspect was um, kind of the legislature getting back at them for the districts suing over 7069. And to me, that's not something that you typically hear from um, s- multiple teachers unions across the state. Um, that's, you know, a really like advocate, ad- um, activist type position to take. And so there just seems to be a really sour relationship there. And I found that kind of surprising in my time here so far. Well, I'm sure you're going to get a lot more surprises then because Florida is quite interesting and different in a lot of ways. So really great to have you here and to be, I hope, a more permanent part of the podcast because you're right there where all the action is. So thanks again for taking the time and we'll talk to you again soon. Of course. Yes. Thank you so much, Jeff. Take care. That's the end of our conversation. If you'd like to participate, visit our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook. You can also follow all of the latest breaking news on our blog, tampabay.com slash blogs slash gradebook. Now I'm very excited to say that we are finally on iTunes. So if you like our podcast, please go find us on iTunes and give us a positive rating so more people can find us and listen to us. That's all we have for now. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek. Thanks again for listening.